The Anton Savage Show on News Talk. On this day in 2016, the world woke up to the news that Britain had voted to leave the EU. Shockwaves went across Europe because it was largely unexpected. The general sense had been that Remain was likely to win out. Seven years on, how do British people feel about Brexit? Our chief reporter Barry White joins us now because he's just come back from a week spent researching exactly that question in the UK. Uh, Barry, what are you finding people feeling? Hey Anton, good morning. I actually remember this day seven years ago like it was yesterday. I remember sitting up late watching TV that night and I fell asleep around midnight 1am. I was working with BBC Northern Ireland at the time and at that stage before I fell asleep the UKIP leader and leading Leave campaigner Nigel Farage had actually conceded defeat saying the Remain campaign were likely to get it. But like thousands of other people I was astonished when I woke up early the next morning to see that Britain had voted to leave the EU by 52% to 48%. Um, The promises of taking back control on immigration, security, finance and British waters had worked. People had believed the Leave campaign's promises. However, almost all of those promises have been false. And polls now show that more and more British people regret leaving the EU. So firstly, I went to London. Now, a number of constituencies in London at the time voted over 70% remain So unsurprisingly, not many people in the English capital think Brexit has been a good thing. Mind the gap between the train and the platform. Well, I hate Brexit. I'm very upset about Brexit and still am. I think it was the wrong move for this country. I think it's just been a shambles. Everything's so much more expensive. I mean, you can't... Agree. Yeah, you can't import or export here. All the shipping costs and the tax costs and everything... But, um, no, I think with me, it was, it's very emotional. I mean, I think, you know, my parents were refugees from Germany. Being part of the European Union linked me back to their, my roots, if you like. And would you like the chance to vote again, to get the chance to rejoin the EU? And do you think the British public will ever get that chance? Um, I don't. And I also think it was ridiculous that they asked a whole load of people who were in their 80s and 90s to vote and not enough people in their teens who were going to be living through this mess. So um, I just think everything was messed up. I mean, I think David Cameron was far too sure that he was going to win. I would like to rejoin the EU. I never saw the point of leaving in the first place. I don't see the point of making extra barriers between ourselves and our closest trading partners with which we do most business and have very close ties. Uh, I think we're too small a country now to plough our own furrow in the world. And in those seven years since that vote, it's been a bit chaotic here, to say the least politically. Has there been any positives out of Brexit? I can't see any positives out of Brexit. Well, a sample there of some of the people you, Barry spoke to in London. No surprise given what you said about the original polling during the vote, that Londoners have a sense of regret about Brexit. You said, though, that the polling shows that it's not just in the capital, that there is a swing. Yeah, polling has consistently shown over the last couple of years and even the last couple of months that people not only in London but across the UK now regret Brexit. In fact, the latest YouGov survey, which was only a week ago, shows that only 9% of Brits now consider leaving the EU to be more of a success than a failure. And 62% consider Brexit to be a flop, including 37% of Leave voters. So there is a lot of regret, according to polls. Uh, And despite these polls showing that the British public are regretful, the British government has still insisted the country is seeing the benefits of Brexit now. 
I contacted dozens of Tory MPs when I was in England. Only one got back to me who would do an interview. So I asked the Conservative MP for Boston in Skegness, Matt Warman, to tell me what the positives of Brexit have been. It does mean that we now set our own immigration policy in the UK in a way that we didn't previously. It does mean that we have uh, a certain degree of control over a whole host of things. What we haven't yet done and what we haven't yet demonstrated is that that has the positive effect or the effect that people uh, said that they were voting for. So I think there's a real challenge for politicians who uh, are now in charge in a post-Brexit uh, Britain to say we have got that control, we are using it for the better and here are the practical advantages and there, there are a small number of things that people can point to around taxation for instance where you can say we're doing that because we're not a part of the, part of the EU. You could talk about, uh, the Prime Minister for instance has talked about how the UK might regulate AI as an example of being outside the EU, as a sort of future-facing example. So I think there are things that you can point to, but I think what you, what I struggle to do in, in some ways is to point to things in a way that people who voted for Brexit can accept is, is, is a real tangible benefit in the way that they were promised. And, and that, to me, makes me think it, it, it is at best a work in progress. Well, would Britain not be better off in the EU? And would the EU not be better off with Britain? Yeah, so so I, th I think you can make you can, you can make all of the economic arguments that the Remain campaign uh, made. You can make all of the economic arguments for a close working relationship, whether that is inside or outside the EU. I think you do have to come back to the fact that we had we did have that referendum where all of those points were made. People made a decision. I I do hear, as as you said, from people locally. I do hear from some people who who write to say. Uh, I, I regret the way that I voted. What they don't necessarily say um, is, and now I would like to go through the whole rigmarole in reverse and rejoin, because partly they understand that you might not necessarily get the deal that you had in the first place. And secondly, they, 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 there simply isn't the appetite for that uh, huge conversation. So no tangible specifics as to the value of Brexit other than the capacity to maybe regulate AI and to deport immigrants to Rwanda. It's, it's hardly the most convincing of arguments to uh, say that it was a success. You went to some constituencies where there was a majority who voted for leave. What did the people on the ground say now when they looked back at how they voted? Yeah, so Anton, I jumped onto the train and headed north from London towards some of the constituencies that voted leave. And there's plenty to choose from because 403 of the 632 constituencies in the UK had a leave majority seven years ago. So I went to Ipswich and Felixstowe in Suffolk and these two areas voted around 58% leave. And it's interesting speaking to some people who voted to get out of the EU there, people who believe that Britain would take back control of immigration and security. Many people who I spoke to said they fell for the spin. They really believe Britain would be better off by leaving the EU, but they now regret their vote. And some of the people I spoke to in Suffolk say they feel like they were lied to, while others say they're still happy with how they voted. I think so, don't you? Yeah, yeah, I think so. That certainly was complicated when that first came in and yeah. made things difficult. But it hasn't done any good here, has it? No, no. It's destroyed this hair, definitely, with no doubt about it. Yeah, it? yeah. You know, there's nothing there at all now, like there used to be, is there? No, no. Here in Felix, though, you've noticed yeah. the impact? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, lots any... of empty businesses and yeah, mm. yeah, dead now, absolutely dead. Mm. Nothing here at all. And do you think Brexit is to blame for that? Is that the impact? I do. I really do. Don't you? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Would you rejoin the EU if given the chance? No. 
You still wouldn't? No. No, I think as, there's no going back. Is no, there's no, no going the back. The damage no. is I done. I agree with it. that. Yeah. To be honest, I think as a country, no, it's not been good. I mean, there's some positives, there always are. You say there's some positives? Like, what have the positives been of Brexit? It's <laughs> a good question. Yeah. Uh, top of my head, no. Oh, it's hard to actually pinpoint anything, yeah. Did you I, vote leave seven I years vote, ago? I vote, I vote leave, yeah. Yeah, I vote leave because I I probably fell for all the rubbish about you know, the NHS, you know, saving money for putting the NHS, etc., etc. Do you regret voting leave then? Like, would you change I, your mind if there was another vote? I think I probably would. I think I probably would. I mean, I, my thought was it's going to be short-term pain and a long-term gain, but uh, I'm not so sure. And... I thought, yeah, we'd be okay. Daughter convinced me I was an idiot. So if you yeah. were given the chance to rejoin the EU... I'd rejoin, yeah. But it has got to be done in the right terms. I mean, I say fell for all this stuff. I had ideas about all the nonsense, about the silly rules and regulations. And it did seem to me that we, as a country, as is our way, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll do as we're told. Whereas in, you know, in France and Italy, they'll, especially the French, they don't like it. They, you know, up yours, mate, I'm doing it my way. Perhaps we should have had a little bit more of that. We should have a bit more gumption behind us and, and forced our agenda a bit more. So has it been negative, really, then, since...? Oh, yes, definitely. I think we'd have done much better without them. I know, I know we're having problems at the moment, there are struggles, but at the same time, I feel the independent aspect of things and we've been ruled too much by Brussels and other countries and whatever. So you voted Leave seven years ago. Yes. What have the positives of Brexit been? Uh, positives? Well, I mean, I think independence, we can make our own way. OK, there's been struggles, but Covid hasn't helped that. So if that's the last seven years, Barry, what of the future? Because um, the economic analysis doesn't look like it's going to get any rosier. No, in the pockets of British people has already been, been hit. They've already seen so much doom and gloom. British households have already been hit by Brexit. They've paid £7 billion sterling since Brexit to cover the extra cost of trade barriers on food imports from the EU. And this is according to researchers at the London School of Economics. They found that trade barriers were consistently hampering imports pushing up bills by an average of £250. And the cost of food in the UK had rocketed by 25% since 2019. Now, food inflation in the UK is starting to slowly come down. However, UK import checks will come into effect at the end of October and their introduction is expected to drive food price inflation up even further. So, despite Britain officially leaving the EU three years ago, Brexit still isn't actually completely done. So, from the 31st of October... Any EU business exporting meat or dairy to the UK, including Ireland, of course, will have to or will need to have an export health certificate, which needs certifying by an on-site vet. Physical checks at the border will follow in January 2024. And the chief executive of the Cold Chain Federation, which represents the temperature-controlled supply chain in the UK, Shane Brennan, says many European food producers are not prepared for these checks. And he says this will lead to higher prices at the end of October, and the and the UK may even see empty shelves in supermarkets. There's a, a very big requirement, almost 100% requirement, to do the certification and checking at point of departure. And the readiness is really patchy. Some countries, I think Ireland is a country that is pretty ready for this, at least there's a high level of awareness in Ireland about this um, disruption. Ireland exports a lot of product into the United Kingdom and therefore there is a kind of need to be prepared. Doesn't mean they're completely ready, but they are higher levels of preparedness. The deeper you go into the European Union, in the, in the more rural parts, 
you know, Northern Italy, rural Germany, you know, Eastern Europe, that we are very concerned that there is almost no preparedness for this for this change. And that is going to be a real shock that's going to run through the system in the immediate aftermath of 31st of October. Our reporter there, Barry White, spending time in Britain, finding out the views of people now post-Brexit, given that this is the anniversary of Brexit. The Anton Savage Show, Saturday morning at nine on News Talk.